titled Enlightened Society from Sane Citizens. The idea of the, the expression enlightened society comes from my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, the Dorje Dralo of Mukpo, Dorje Dralo, the title, his Shambhala title. So uh, the idea with uh, Trungpa Rinpoche and Sakyong Nipam Rinpoche, his, uh, his uh, son, who is now the, the spiritual leader of that Sangha, endeavoring to not just take Buddhism back into the monastery like this, but uh, endeavoring to take the teachings of the Buddha the sane idea of being taking that kind of generosity and consideration and respect for others in our society and bring that out in such a way that you have something that functions in a healthy and uplifted way so that other people joining either from birth or from other coming from other uh, communities and so on can come into a space that is sane, uplifted, full, no warfare. This kind of warfare is difficult because a lot of the part of the warfare that needs to be addressed is not the kind that we're seeing on the news. That's That started centuries ago, as we know. And where we need to address the whole idea of war is right at the root of... Uh, so right right at the beginning of the situation, and which of course, or maybe not of course, but from this point of view, it looks like you need to train your mind. So if you're part of the society, if you're getting out of bed in the morning and immediately going to war with your, your life, your family, your neighbors, your society based on hope and fear and presumptions and preconceptions about everything, it's just going to continue to spin. And your little tiny tornado uh, will uh, be... Uh, will resonate with much bigger tornadoes and bigger tornadoes. Sometimes they're called political parties. Just a, a comment. It's not really a criticism. It's more like just a description, which I think anyone who's even in that would probably agree that there's a lot of spinning going on. And uh, what they seem to try to do is to fix the spinning, to stop the spinning, and lecture each other. Well, you said, what do you think about what I'm thinking about what you just said? What, what are you actually thinking about what I was what you were saying about what I was thinking about you, what you said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm making, uh, making fun of it in a way, but it's really, it really is kind of a very circular kind of, uh, and, and kind of uh, padding each other's self-centeredness and each other's uh, being a feeling of being important and so on. So, Dorje Dradla Mukpo Trungpa Rinpoche and uh, his son, Sakyongi Pam Rinpoche, are doing, he was doing, and Sakyamipam are doing a good job in creating an environment whereby people can practice meditation. They're encouraged to do a lot of sitting practice there. Uh, excuse me. It is a it is a, a large organization, so it tends to get kind of uh, uh, rowdy on the fringes, so we say, like any organization. Again, my apologies. And so we're kind of doing something similar. We're not promoting it as... Uh, that or maybe talking about it. this might be the first time I've ever talked or used that word, at least in the title of a, a Dharma talk. Uh, but what I'm always saying over and over again in so many different ways is before you take your unexamined tornado, the one that's you're just kind of 
you think it's not maybe not even there. You think you've got it under control. You know, the other, one of those magical words, control. Uh, before you take that into the maelstrom, into the tsunami of opinions and ideas and judgments, and just uh, first, first unload your own interior weapons. And how do we do that? I'm pretty biased in this regard. I'm not saying this is the only way. There might be some other way. I'm sure there are probably lots of ways that I'm not aware of. One of them, just to, as an example, might be a, a, Nichiren, a Nichiren practice of a, a, the, that was a Daimoku, da, da, sitting in front of the Gohanzan or the, the altar and, and chanting Namyoha Rengekyo hundreds of thousands of times over and over and over again. Well, of course, that's, uh, that's the title of the Lotus Sutra. It's all kind of goes back into history and goes different directions, but that is a way, having done a fair amount of chanting, that is a way to settle the mind down, but it's doing it from the outside down this way. So it's, it's settling it down by taking body, speech, and mind and synchronizing it in such a way, just like if you say, oh, money, put me home, 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 have a, a, a mala and do this, you know, hundreds of thousands of times. Probably going to settle down because you're putting a lot of energy, body energy, you're saying it, uh, mind energy, you're listening to it yourself say it, and expressive energy, you're actually repeating it, and uh, training or leveling, training or leveling out or repeating something over and over again. So probably are having an effect uh, on, on the mind by doing that. But the way it looks here, and I'm not saying I'm right and someone else might have a different idea, so I have respect for that. But the way it looks here is might be a good idea to stop down and look at what's being trained rather than just taking the machinery of mind and saying, well, let's just smooth it out, smooth it out, and straighten it up and straighten up and then and look at what we want and see if we can make it, we can get that, whatever that may be. Could be enlightened society, could be a new Mercedes, or maybe even one that's a couple years old is a pretty good Mercedes. I would drive one. I don't like them. I'd rather drive a. I'd rather have my wife drive. A <laughs> Prius. I don't drive too much. So sometimes I've given talks uh, that say several talks I've given that says meditation is action. Meditation, sitting down, a very subtle kind of action, but it is an action. You're sitting down. You'll notice uh, those of you who've been sitting, which are probably everybody here. You'll notice that when you sit down and hold still that the action is, is to track things. You'll, you'll watch what happens, and then you may occasionally uh, may occasionally kind of jump on some kind of, as they say, to a metaphor for thinking a train of thought, and you're off to Honduras. Don't go there. Don't go, to Honduras. go to Costa Rica. That would be good. You're off to Costa Rica. And you're, you're Argentina or <laughs> some other place that we trying to figure out whereabouts it's at in South America. Yes, sir. Is there such thing as a, a sane disagreement or sane negativity? Sure. Yeah, the, same, the way uh, Chazon's asking if there's a sane uh, way to be, to, to disagree or not agree with what somebody else is saying or doing. And that would be, uh, first of all, to respect that, to, first of all, to look at that closely and see if you can see the degree to which you're projecting things onto that. And if, if you're if you look at it and you're not sure what it is, you might be by, by not being sure what it is, 
you might be closer to seeing what it is than you are if you think you know what it is. You follow that? In other words, the knowledge about something quite often is just made up. It's, we, we've actually missed the, the proverbial boat to actually be open enough, long enough to see what it is. So coming back to uh, the, being sane and, uh, and disagreeing, I would say you, you could look at what somebody is doing and see you've looked at it, you've considered it, and you, you think it's uh, harmful. You think that it's not going to work to, to do that. I mean, is that what you're getting? Can you give an example that you'd like me to address? Or just well, I just think of um, anytime any of us as practice residents or community members have disagreements or we're frustrated with each other, how can we move towards having a, a sane work with a uh, disagreement, or, or when, especially yes. when it needs to actually be addressed? And so, of course, what I say, first of all, is if, if someone is not training their mind, I don't care how smart they are, if they don't have a basic mind training that drops below the radar of ego, because ego is looking for results and it's looking for failure and it's looking for judgment and it's looking for positionality, who's doing good, who's not doing good, how am I doing, am I getting better, is there progress? Please don't go to progress. You don't need that. This is what, pro as soon as you start thinking about progress, this is what the investigation, this is what your awareness does. It starts to shut down. If you, because if you think you're getting somewhere, you're not. The only way you're going to get somewhere is to not be too concerned about that and be concerned about what is this, what is this, what's actually true. And so the little slogan I've ever thought of is the three C's, communicate, cooperate, and collaborate. So if you don't, you can't, you can't cooperate if you don't communicate. And to communicate, you might have to sit and listen to someone say things and do things and make pronouncements about things you think are, like you said, are incorrect. So the way you would relate to that is listen, ask questions about it. We've had several situations in our community fairly recently where there's been a strong, strong disagreement with something, but instead of coming and discussing it, this person has completely dropped out of the community. I, when that person did that, I had four minutes on the phone and even said, would you just consider discussing this? Would wait a little while? No. They had their mind made up. So doesn't make them wrong, it just means that they're they're operating out of what they see to be true. And when someone does that, what they're operating, so they've already come to a conclusions about things, and that's the way they're operating. And you, you can look at it and say, well, <laughs> you can disagree with them, but you probably don't have the opportunity to discuss it because they, they don't have the openness, and they may not have the openness because of fear, because of whatever, just so many different things. Not, again, not, not, it's not about a right and wrong, it's just about uh, clarity around it or the willingness to actually be wrong. They don't want that. They don't want to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So how would you deal with if you run into a situation that is kind of an insane where the person that is talking yeah. to you or acting towards you is not on your same level of thinking? Yeah. How do you handle kind of an insane thing? Do you just... So no protocol. So I, I, I wouldn't say... You know, chop off their head. <laughs> I wouldn't say, get a ball bat. No, so there's no protocol. I'm being silly, but it's, there's no protocol to just handle it. But the protocol to work with that or relate to that is to be still, uh, watch your own body language if the person is in front of you, and watch theirs. Don't come to conclusions about body, body language. We're not talking about, what was that movie that where the guy reads everybody's body language and, and can tell 
what sun sign they are or something like that. Lie to me. Lie to me, that's right. I'm not talking about the, those kinds of things. I'm not saying that can't be done and maybe should be done in some ways. You know, if you're looking at a, uh, <clears throat> picking a jury, you might want to kind of look at that. If you're in, involved in that, where you can kind of see where people have a covering up kind of thing or an openness kind of. But we're not talking about that. What we're, what we're talking about, what I'm talking about is saying to, to bring you into the present moment. You can't, you can't really tell if you're in the present moment or not. So what we do for that is to, is to use our sight, use our hearing, use all of our senses that usually we're abandoning those to, to draw up into our thinking process about right and wrong. You can sit and look at someone and talk to them for a few minutes. And you, it's just like, it's, it's almost like a film come, comes over their face when they slowly left the room. You might as well be by yourself. So receive. As I've said before, the most, uh, quite often, the kind of generosity that's really missed is really receive what someone's saying. Receive their craziness. Don't buy it. Don't sell it. Don't look away. So don't believe it. Don't reject it or disbelieve it, even though under the uh, under the uh, under the surface, you could say somewhat you're you're kind of disagreeing with them because you think they're mistaken, whatever. But you also can see that because you're watching them, because you're receiving, you see there's no openness. Don't, don't, so no, we don't fight or argue. Don't argue with, with anyone about anything. Also, don't necessarily uh, run away. You know, hold your seat, look at them. You could even, in order to keep the, the situation smooth or lubricated, you could say, I kind of see what you mean. Could you say more? To someone who is really wanting to fight with you, they don't really want to hear this. And sometimes uh, you'll even get people to say, oh, so you're really peaceful. You know, you're just going to be really peaceful. Where I, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Every one of you know this. You, you're, you actually are trying, trying to be reasonable about it, but the other person wants war. They don't want to solve this situation. They've got a good war going, and they're going to keep it going because there's oil in them in their hills. Or something like that. Probably a poor metaphor, yes. So when you encounter that, when you say that you have somebody that has the oil going that wants to start the war and burn it out, mm -hmm. you just kind of let them burn their own craziness out and you choose no, to lose the don't, war? Don't, don't, don't go that far. Don't write a book about it before it happens. So just, just, just be there. The feeling of being helpless. The feeling of being helpless is so very important. Please don't miss the opportunity to be helpless. Just be there. Because the helpless, in the helplessness, you actually you start to find out what your actual identity is. So, um, hold your seat, sit a lot, spend a lot of time sitting, hours and hours and hours, months, years. All you're really doing when we say sit is training the mind to sit down, hold still, and watch the confusion. Because that's what we see. If you sit down and walk, look at the wall and, and don't do anything but just observe, this is your training for when you meet someone who is at war or wants to or crazy on some level, then you can you can actually receive them. You've trained your you trained yourself to just observe without jumping the gun. Uh, so you're you're better able to meet that person where they're at. If they do get warlike, don't leave the room, don't run away. But uh, one thing you can do, and this is kind of a uh, a, a protocol for it, is uh, drop your drop your gaze. Don't drop your head. But just as you're talking to them, and don't distract this way or that, would just drop your gaze before, you, uh, you know, when they're, uh, if there's a, you'd have to, you have to be in that yourself. You'll know when to do that. I'm not talking about getting away from them. I'm talking about if they start to get warlike, 
when you accuse you, don't respond. Don't agree, don't disagree, don't, don't, don't look away, but look away slightly. So that way, you know what it's like when you look in somebody's eyes. <laughs> what was that like? Was that scary? No? Good. <laughs> so being, uh, to come back to square one, it's basically about just about being present. If you're present and you're, and you're open and you're willing to lose, you know, your agenda isn't about winning no matter what, you're willing to lose, you're probably going to see a lot about that particular person that you wouldn't see if you were trying to figure out ways to strategies to ways to deal with them and ways to intercept their craziness or change their mind or something, but just receive. Good luck. You never can get better at it. If you're willing to, uh, willingness to just not get better, but just meet things as they come. There, there may be a quality of, of getting better at meeting things where they're at, but it won't build up as a credential. In, in your ego, you won't necessarily. You always feel kind of helpless when you do that. It's like any any uh, any counselor feels. Maybe not all the time, but quite a bit of the time. Yes. How does a structure like this help to help us unload our interior weapons without unloading them onto our sangha members? Yeah. So it's exactly this, is, and, and that's what the practice is about. It's you have sangha so that you can. You can just work with that. And they're they're uh, they're going to be more probably more genuine and more present than people who are not training their minds. But they also are working with their own confusion too. So sometimes they're they're a good target. Sometimes, excuse me, the people that were right around us, even though because of our own difficulty with our own emotions, we we just tend to wanna. We might not say anything, but we're kind of blaming people. Or irritated with people. You get irritated with others, and it's it's always about as you've heard me say hundreds of times, always about observing the irritation, not about solving it. Not, not about finding out why it's happened. As soon as you go to a why question, you've seen me do this many times, this, as soon as you say why, you stop looking at what it is. And you go to, because you want to shut it off, or you want to control it, you want more of it, you want less, you want to find out who's to blame. So I would say when that happens, just look at it. It's just in the same way I was... Uh, Speaking to Sarah is it's just it's just a it's just being willing to be with it no matter what a willingness to lose to not have an agenda about making sure you come out on top or that you stop them from being irritating or change their behavior saying shut up you're irritating me it's like the progressive commercial probably seen that no I'm not going to give them any free air <laughs> fifteen twenty people that are watching further questions yes you mentioned that some people wake up looking for a war already, there's kind of a war already arising. Yeah. Uh, how do we work with maybe those of us that wake up with a lot of aggression, like the second our eyes open? So in this situation, just just observe it. Just don't, don't try to get rid of it. Don't try to explain it necessarily. Just feel it. So just just don't separate yourself from it. The person who, who has no mind training may get up and they will probably uh, They'll go one direction or another. They'll go towards others that, that are, the, the, are to blame for how they feel, or they'll go to themselves. I'm such a terrible person. Here I am again in this terrible feeling of feeling like crap or whatever. And they'll start start that blaming when when the, what they're missing, what anyone is missing, is the opportunity to just be present. Just be present. It's like it's like your emotions are like little children. Just be with them. They're they're confused, and that confusion came from. <coughs> Further back than this lifetime, 
but you don't have to go there. You don't have everything. As uh, my teacher, Trungpa Rinpoche, once said, everything you need is available right now. You don't need to go off into uh, some psychological area, although you could. And if that shows up, because you don't have a big agenda about it, you're ready to do whatever you need to do. Debate, uh, depending on the causes and conditions that are showing up at that particular time. That's why just being present and facing someone, their, their confusion by watching it and not trying to fix it, by just watching the confusion, will tell you if you even have permission or if it would even be uh, uh, expedient to step in and say, you know, you really need to do this or this, or, or I think you're incorrect in, in making that statement or, or something. It, it's a difficult area for just human relationships. Most of the time, not all the time, but 99%, 99.9%, you're looking at your projection. You're, anytime you're talking to anybody, whether you're agreeing with them or you're disagreeing with them or you're neutral, you're, you're actually, because we project our world. If you have questions about that, I would endeavor to put that. So I've got a particular situation. I'm yeah. getting married soon, and we just found out we can't do Buddhist situa- Buddhist services in this church that we were planning to do. Mm-hmm. So what's, you know, there's some aggression and frustration yeah. with that, but more importantly, what what's the importance of Buddhist ceremony, especially in a, a, mm. uh, a weighty situation like this? Hmm. So is that that house? No, so this is a, a church we were planning to get married in. Oh, that you can't do a Buddhist service in the church? <laughs> yeah, we were going to do a blended service. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't do it out in the yard. That would be a statement. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so is there some attachment to the to the, 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 the minister or the church itself? Or yeah, the it's the family church they've been going to for decades. Yeah. Have, have you personally talked to the person who would be conducting this? Yeah. Face to face? Yeah, we've had discussions for since January, really. Oh. Sit down talking. So, this yeah. wasn't brought up then. I could get into the pettiness of, well, you yeah. should have taught us earlier, but the, the yeah. more important part to me is what yeah. uh, what uh, part of Buddhism is, is Buddhist ceremony is, is important in a vow like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, well, we, we kind of find ourselves in situations like that uh, a little bit, but what we've found that is the best thing to do is just, uh, if they won't, uh, just not to do it. Uh, you know, you, you, could, you could do that service there and do it however that, and then you could, you could come here and do another service. Or we could come over there, or someone can, I could come, Chaitan could come, Winyo could come. Three of us are all monks. We could marry you again with, uh, with vows. I mean, it, just an idea. Uh, it might be better than trying to insert, because what you're doing is if they knew what Buddhism was, they had an idea, uh, an open idea, where they looked into it, they wouldn't be threatened at all. No threat. We're not even trying to get anybody to do what we do. Whereas you know, Christian tradition is very much about proselytizing and getting as many people on board, saving everyone. So we save people by not meddling with them. So we can talk about that more at some point. It's a good Good question. Any, any other tips? It's probably something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's kind of that's uh, first time I heard about. It's it. interesting because we're not we're about to uh, bring Hajisun, the the yeah. Buddhist, who's going to do it, but she yeah. can't say the refuges. She can't say take refuge in the Buddha. No. Yeah, she can say. Right. Hmm. So it's an interesting line, like how important is are the refuges yeah. in that situation? Well, I. Uh, 
if you don't say that, then it's not a Buddhist service. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and all, you, all you're doing when you're taking, you're not saying, I, I believe in the Buddha. We don't even believe in the Buddha. The Buddha is a, as it was a man. We're saying, I take, I'm taking refuge in the Buddha, refuge in the Dharma, refuge in the Sangha. So what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to uh, study this uh, teaching to see it will, you know, to help. And so um, maybe, maybe a last, the last uh, go round with them, maybe to let them know that this is non theistic, that we're not, it's not opposing anything. Yeah. Or you've probably already done that. Yeah, it's but, the Yeah. Did you scowl at them? <laughs> <laughs> I told them I was frustrated. Yeah. 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 I scowl at people, it really works well. <laughs> <laughs> you should go with them. I started going like. But that's the question, what are we holding on to about this ceremony? What is, what is it that I'm saying, this is important to me, that's you yeah. and the separation? I think the most important thing about it is to, is to not, not, not fight with them. I wouldn't talk to them. I just do whatever they want to do. You know you're a Buddhist. And, uh, and your, your fiancé, I've met her, she's a reasonable person. And so you could just uh, do, do the vows there and then come here or we could come over there or I could come. We didn't even have to be a big, uh, uh, any kind of a big shindig or anything. Uh, you'd have to pay us. <laughs> so, but we could come and just do that, uh, just do that part of it. And uh, we could do it about 10 minutes after that service is over, right out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about that too, that'd be another statement. Yeah, that'd be another, another statement of war. <laughs> what if we came in a Bradley fighting vehicle? <laughs> I don't know, we could talk about that more. It's interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's something to do with the society, the Buddhist tradition of 2,500 years and the Christian tradition that's been ensconced in, the, in, the, in this country for a long time, trying to figure out how that's supposed to fit together. And so it's interesting. Yes. In the title, you said enlightened mm -hmm. society. Enlightened. What is it being enlightened? So I'm using that because Trump or Rinpoche, I usually don't use that. You say realized, and you realize as you realize what this is and who you, who you are and what this is. That's realized. But enlightened is uh, just a traditional word to, uh, to you know, you've transcended uh, conflict. So you're, it's an enlightened, you know, it's a, understanding about the nature of everything so that you're no longer at war with anything you you could say that enlightened if you're enlightened you realize there's no there's no solid self and there's no solid other the, the duality has been transcended even though there's still duality it's still uh, you, you, there's no fixation on it so if things go this way you know if you're chopping you chop wood carry water as the saying goes before enlightenment chop wood carry water after enlightenment chop wood carry water or maybe it's chop water carry wood so, um, what would be the difference between society that's not enlightened and that which is? I mean, we've already had examples brought up this morning by temple residents that talk about aggression and, <clears throat> and disagreements with Sangha members. What would, what would be a, um, a manifestation of such a society? Well, there would be, everyone would cooperate. If you, if you had an issue with some with someone, there there would be a sense of trying to cooperate around that and understand rather than immediately being warlike over it. 
You know, it's, this is an excellent place to discover that stuff. Several of us in here have been in situations where we're challenged by something and, you know, kind of causes you to get upset or something. So um, we don't we don't try to get rid of that feeling. We don't do anything with it. We just we just uh, we just look at it. So I just think uh, put it. I don't know how helpful this will be, this will be, but enlightened society isn't a state, particularly a, a thing that will occur and everything will be fine. It's it's just an attitude, attitudinal change of fundamentally helping others, especially the people that you're really having difficulty with. And sometimes I. Uh, say, um, um, one of the things that I've talked about, which is a somewhat of a, a, a meditation and action or a method for working with someone who's really difficult and you don't like to, you have to be with them uh, a little bit, but you know, to, I say, when you're with them, give them as much attention as you can, uh, give them attention. Like, what, how are you feeling? You don't have to, you don't have to condescend, but be present. Your body's present. You're looking at them, they're looking at you, you have a disagreement going on, but you're just present. And then if that disagreement uh, starts to come up, you could actually excuse yourself. If you, if you see that the person is, they want to fight with you. They, they want to, sometimes no matter how much you try to pacify, that person wants blood. And they're going to keep, they're, they're going to treat everything you do as, as some kind of act of, of uh, aggression. They'll call it, what was the, the word, the catchphrase, passive-aggressive. I don't know how helpful that is. It's aggressive, not passive. It's aggressive. So, um, so you would see. Um, I'm thinking of a situation, not knowing here around here, but someone I said, a person that's kind of forced into being in that situation a, a little bit. Say just uh, be in there, you know, count to as they do in the cartoons, count to twenty, you know, and then blow up. No, no, <laughs> count, to, count to twenty, and then and then then say, oh, gotta get going. I mean, you can, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little white lie. You don't really have to, but it's, it's better to, to use the situation for the overall health of the situation so that you can continue to uh, communicate because that's all you're, you're, you're in the, you're, you haven't gotten to the cooperation point. And so there has to be some kind of agreement and there may never be that, but it's not about them. It's not about getting them to do something. It's about your relationship to that person it needs to be as open and receiving as possible even though all you're getting is smelly stuff, you know, you're getting in. But, and so I would say, uh, keep the interaction to a minimum, limit it. But when you're in the, in the transactional kind of situation going on, uh, just, uh, just be there and limit it. Just three minutes are up or stay there as long as you can. And then, uh, well, gotta get going. Got something else I've got to do. Seems to be helpful to do that. And it's difficult if it's the, the person is your like your spouse or something. That's even more difficult. But I think that can be done even in that situation. I know it can be done. More questions, please. What did uh, Trump mean about being a warrior? I think the idea, the image of warrior, uh, you know, uh, brings up some kind of bravery feeling. Just that word, warrior, uh, and it also uh, tends to bring up warlike stuff. Uh, but I think the, the warrior part just meant that you're, you're brave enough to, to not uh, turn everything into aggression. That there's, there's a bravery involved in just receiving and just receiving what happens. And also uh, to not go into some kind of conclusion about it that you're, you're never going to uh, ever strike anyone. 
that's that's a difficult area. I mean, you could make that promise or something, but it might be better to just watch that situation, live out of your awareness rather than out of your thinking process, which is very compromised by culture you've been brought up in, by what you've been taught when you were three or four years old. And so, and of course, I can't ask him, he's gone. But I, I got that impression. I think he addressed that a little bit when, when he was asked very similar questions. Why do we call it warrior? And just like I had a, I had spent four years in the Marine Corps. I had a had quite a problem when he started having a military called the Dorje Kasang. That was irritating to me. And uh, but I, he was my teacher, so I didn't argue with him. I didn't see him that much anyway. But I, I even participated. I was a, I was a part of the Kasang for twenty years. Not because I wanted to. I did not want to. And, and I would have other people, uh, apologists for it, that were involved in it, who had never been in the military, saying, well, this isn't really the military. And I would go, okay. But it, it was military. It is military. It, the, the motivation there is, is to protect. One of the, one of the reasons, uh, um, reasons, rationales, or whatever, that he used, that I remember him using one time, and there are other ones, um, and there were times when I could see the value of it, when the value of it, when his holiness uh, Karma Pop came in the 70s. I was part of that, people who helped, and was part of the Kassam, or the Dorje uh, Kassam, Vajra Guard, fancy name for a bunch of people in, you know, the Blazers. So, um, so I could see that the, to have a, a, a really strong group of people who were, you know, driving and opening doors and, you know, and stay, staying around with things so they could just teach and so on. He one time used the image that the, the Kassam is like a, a, a horizon that where the teacher appears. That they, they, the teacher needs to have a horizon or he, she, they cannot manifest. Just like, yeah, I sometimes say if I sat out in the parking lot on an orange crate, in the Bib overhauls, you know, I like Bib overhauls, by the way. But it would, I, I might draw a different kind of audience: farmers, <laughs> banjo players. So um, it's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I've never looked up the meaning of warrior. Have you? It's always been a negative connotation. That's why I asked. No. Since he used it, he had a purpose for it. So yeah. I was trying to get an understanding. Yeah. I think. He, I think uh, to give. Uh, uh, Rinpoche, the benefit of the doubt, I think he just came here and he was like in his early 30s from Tibet and trying to figure out how he could, his mission was to function as a bodhisattva. So he he did that. He met people where they were at. He certainly met me where I was at. I was astonished that he was able to do that and then go on and be this crazy teacher that everybody criticized and talked about and gossiped about and everything and, and studied under. So I don't know. It's like I'm not not particularly on board with that, but I, I was in the military, so and I have a good idea what the military is about. It's about control, lots of it, and it's about hierarchy, lots of it. And I think uh, uh, natural hierarchy might be a good idea. In other words, allow things to be how they naturally fall into place. Enlightened society should have have a natural hierarchy. I think they're trying to maybe push that a little bit, trying to make it live up to a certain kind of idea of natural. Or maybe not. In our community here, for those of people who have been here for five or six years or longer, have noticed that everything in here has happened uh, naturally. There's never been any. This whole meeting was 
uh, that happens on Sunday is because one person who's not here now came and said something about, well, you know, that Zen temple up in Grand Rapids, they meet on Sundays. And I said to her, I said, would well, you want to meet on Sunday? I think she said, yeah. I said, okay. We started meeting on Sunday, so here we are. Now it's grown into this huge Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> so a mutual kind of thing. And that's what the communication, cooperation, the collaboration, the mutuality, really, when the communication is really strong, and I'm not saying... Uh, uh, to when someone when you start feeling a lot of aggression, of aggression coming to you, you want to run away because that draws the aggression towards you, and you don't want to go towards it because that makes more warfare. And then you can't look away from it, so it's uh, you have to be a warrior. You have to hold your ground, you know. And you, it's that kind of warrior is not someone who lops off heads necessarily. Although I do have some samurai swords, <laughs> which I like to look at. It's kind of a Know, kind of a romantic idea of the samurai and the warriors. And, and I think that's gone far enough. We can use it as a romantic idea, but we could also step outside of that and, and be, uh, be people who don't need to go to war to work with their problems or issues. Visit elsewhere time. I'd like to remind everybody again about the donation boxes in the hallway, also online, PayPal. You can take your debit and credit cards and... Please join us. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.